And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Tonight is Thursday, January the 11th, 2024. I'm still writing 2019 on all my checks. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. I'm doing good. I'm coming at you as usual uh, from Brooklyn, New York, where we've had just some weird weather. It's best not to get into this. But We're getting a post-polar um, vortex this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to get down into single-digit uh, weather highs. High of six on Monday. Sick. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. It's been 30s and 40s and rainy lately, but um, we are bracing. It's not even going to be a snowstorm. It's just going to be bitter cold, and I'm not looking forward to it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a crazy rainstorm. Right, I saw Josie getting flooded. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't really. It wasn't that bad here. Yeah. Um, one of my restaurants, if it really rains hard, the basement floods. And that's my like barometer for whether or not it was like a really bad rainstorm and it didn't uh, flood. So Okay, well, that's good. That's so I know it wasn't that bad. Damn it, the basement flooded again. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I have take maybe a little convoluted and maybe a little bit repetitive from these past weeks. But as you know, Joe, and as you know, all of you loyal listeners, this is the beginning of season 10. We're in the beginning of season 10 right now, which is very exciting. Uh, we're a decade old, which is incredible. Um, right. And we've already said that this is our year. But I'm going to like keep that going right now by saying that my hot take is that this is the year that ESPN falls apart. Oh, I okay. like it. Okay. And this is the year that the ESPN empire uh, crumbles and, okay. and falls apart. And, and, and it's because like, this is the beginning of it is the uh, Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee um, contra- like accusing Jimmy Kimmel of being a pedophile, right? Um, and I think that ESPN has been not even treading water. I feel like they've been losing what they've been slowly drowning for years now, and I feel like this, uh, this, this is the the. There's going to be a ESPN struggle, which is going to sink the network entirely. I think so, too. I'll uh, tell you why. Okay. Sorry, you want to go? Yeah, go ahead. One of your headphones keeps popping out because you sound like you're swimming underwater right now. Oh, shit. That's okay. How about now? Can you hear me now? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Right. Uh, so they've been, you know, there's people are not getting their news from cable so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's more and more going to streaming and the internet. And uh, especially since Donald Trump and Fox News kind of split, um, 
more and more people are are leaving cable, I would say, because Fox News is like the king of that game. And in like really giving this guy, Pat McAfee, so much power, ESPN is really trying to emulate that Fox News, Tucker Carlson, sort of no holds barred style, right? They even let it cuss on air. Right. He gets Aaron Rodgers on, and they just let Aaron Rodgers fucking monologue all of his crazy nonsense shit, right? He could just, he just, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they got to study that guy's brain when he dies (laughs) young. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the confluence of, you know, multiple concussions and like too many hallucinogenic drugs. Like that's yes. <laughs> that's a specimen right there. But anyway, he they they just kind of give him free reign, and that's like, you know, they love that shit. Um, but it's gonna come back to bite them in the ass, as when <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers goes on the show, accuses a very public figure of being a pedophile, and there's no sort of like repercussions right like there's there's gonna be some backlash from that sort of thing and espn just can't espn is not fox news they cannot survive multiple hundred million dollar lawsuits you know i agree now i read on x the other day that pat mcafee has said that aaron Rodgers will not be returning this season to the pat mcafee show it's McAfee. That's what I've been saying. McAfee. McAfee. It's McAfee. It's got to be. All right, but he's not having him back on his show this season, which doesn't mean he won't have him back on his show next season. But that's what got him in trouble. Jimmy Kimmel right. and the suit. What gets you in trouble is when you say something, and folks are like, "We're gonna fucking sue you about that." You had mentioned Tucker Carlson earlier, who has been fired from Fox News. The reason he got fired from Fox News is because the shit he was saying on air got them sued by hundreds of millions of dollars. $150 million. Right. You're right. It's it's McAfee. McAfee, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's misspelled in that case. Yeah, I don't know. He's Irish pretending to be Scottish. I don't understand it. Yeah. There's weird, you know, this is also a weird thing about that demographic of white men who are really into that kind of media where we we need to adopt this Scottish-Irish persona. Sure. At, at, at you know, um, what, who's the MMA guy that I'm trying to think of? Joe Rogan. Well, no, yeah, yeah, but the uh, I keep wanting oh, to say Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Yeah. yeah, that's another big thing, like of part of that ecosystem. Right. Yeah. Ecosystem of shitheads. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that- it's it's funny. Have you ever? If there's not to go on a tent, like completely make a hard left turn here, but let's go. Uh, it's. I think it's Eddie Murphy raw. Yeah, he goes off on he goes off on Rocky the the Rocky movies. Sure, and how it's like when the Rocky movies came out, like 
every all like every white guy was like became Italian and like thought they could beat up all the black guys. Yes. Did you, you ever see that? Yes, that was the point <laughs> of the Rocky movies. Yeah. <laughs> Every white guy anyway, in Philly is an there's Italian. Really, really horrible, problematic issues with that stand-up special. I know. I tried to watch it. I think I've told you this before. I tried to watch it again about two years ago, and I could only get about ten minutes in, and I was like, I have to turn this off. Right. I started like, it like someone this. might see me watching this right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so good. I remember this, the stand up, right. so funny. Just and like, like oh, my pants laughing, and then yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, you can't say that, <laughs> right? Like, I'm gonna get canceled just for watching this. The hilarious thing, did you see Eddie Murphy hosting Saturday Night Live maybe two years ago? And yet he, he just did a straight up uh, monologue from the beginning, which I like. Uh-huh. Right? Like, I wish that they would do that more often where the monologue was just the host doing a stand up bit for five minutes. It only works when. When the there's stand up, that's yeah, I also yeah. believe that. Like, they shouldn't have, I don't know, Timothy Chalamet or whoever, if he can't right. do a stand up bit, right? Yeah, uh, but Eddie Murphy can, and he did a stand up bit, and a big part of it was him fucking roasting Bill Cosby, which was uh. hilarious because. When Eddie Murphy came out in the 80s, Bill Cosby made like politically attacked him for, you know, challenging traditional family values. Right. And the the whole thing is, you know. Yeah. Now now who's <laughs> where are you now, Bill Cosby? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I haven't seen that. I'll send I'll send you the link. I've watched a couple of times. Anyway, yeah. Fuck ESPN. They're in trouble. Fuck Pat McAfee. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. I I don't know. I mean ESPN yeah. is still, Aaron Rodgers just needs to hurry up and die so we can study his brain. He's That's so my... bad. He is so <laughs> bad. Like you don't think the Jets could get any more pathetic and then they trade for him. I know. It's like they need to rehire Rex Ryan right now. They it's like really, the perfect like <laughs> like Rex Ryan and Aaron Rodgers in New Jersey. And just and Snooky. And Snooky. <clears throat> now that would That's like a 2009 reference, I think, for all you yeah. there. Also, you know, that would be too self-aware for the New York Jets, I think. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> like the New York Jets whole persona, like their their inherent problem is that they're the New York Jets, uh-huh. but they're actually from New Jersey. Like yeah. there's this, there's like this at the very baseline in their name, there is the inherent paradox of like trying to pretend to be from New York, but actually you're from New Jersey. And like <laughs> 
those are the work people who are like, oh yeah, no, I'm, you meet people and you're like, oh, I'm from New York. And they're like, oh, cool, where? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I actually live in Newark, but like, Newark. you know, I, I, I work in New York or whatever. When you're not from New York, you're actually from New Jersey. Yes. But you tell people you're from New York. Yes. <clears throat> and that's yes. the Jets are. And the Giants too. Yeah, but more the Jets. Because yeah, the Jets are more pathetic. Yeah. The Jets have always been, the no well, not always, but for the last 40 years, have been the number two team in the New York metropolitan area. Yeah, I think there was like a five-year span when they weren't the like number 68 two. to 73 or something. Yeah, exactly. Joe Namath played for them. Right. Yeah. They're still so into Joe Namath. They are really like, into Joe Namath. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you must be dead, right? I think he just died. I'm, yeah. 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 Check that out. But hey, he's been, been shitting in the bag for a number of years. That's yeah, all I'm saying. He broke his legs. and Well, he didn't break his legs until the 80s. Yeah, he's alive. How old is he? 80. Oh, okay. Not even, not even like on his deathbed or something like that. I don't know. Man, it looks pretty good in this picture. Anyway, hey, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, where it is not yet bitterly, bitterly cold. It's only in the 30s. Uh, my hot take, though, Sam, is that uh, my faith in mankind has been renewed. Oh, great. I know. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. As of about 30 minutes before we started this podcast. So, uh, as we were about to talk about, the Alabama head coach, University of Alabama head coach, Nick Saban, announced yeah. his retirement the other day, which right. was itself very unexpected. However, what was not unexpected was the list of coaches uh, slated to replace him at the top of which was the University of Oregon's head coach, Dan Lanning. It went so far as to have local Oregon, Eugene, Oregon news, uh, like cable news shows, reporting that Lanning was last night flying to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to interview for the head coaching job at Alabama. Right. If Lanning had taken the job at Alabama, he would have been the third consecutive head coach that had been poached from the Oregon Ducks in the last five years. Starting with Willie Taggart, who went to Florida State. Florida State, sure. And Mario Cristobal, who went to Miami. And then Dan Lanning, everybody was saying, that he was about to go to Alabama. That it was like a done deal. He was going to Alabama. Earlier today, Dan Lanning posted a kind of hilarious video on his own X account refuting those rumors and saying he is not planning on leaving the University of Oregon. Uh -huh. so, because otherwise, like, what, like all these guys come for one year, they're like, oh, 
I'm committed to the University of Oregon. It's all about the Oregon way. Let's go, Ducks. I want to be the first coach at Oregon to win a national championship here. This is what we're going to do. We're going to build a program. And then, oh, the Florida State job is open. Fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Well, they went undefeated this year, right? And then we're still yeah, he the playoffs. So he's gotten fired since then. Oh, nice. Yeah, he got fired real fast because you did a terrible job. Oh. Uh, and uh, for a second before you said terrible job, I thought you were going to say a bunch of cocaine for some reason. Probably. He was also the first black coach they'd ever had. Mm. That, like, he went nine and three and seven and five in two years and then got fired. Mm. So I, I guess it was he he didn't do a great job, but there was some shenanigans going on of like right. no, goodbye. I don't know. Right. Based on you know They're the, like We hired a black joke, coach, check. Like what else do you want us to do? Here's the door. <laughs> That yeah, that's we're, it. Yeah. We're called the Seminoles for Christ's sake. So like, give us a break. But exactly. we did our best. Yeah, <laughs> two winning seasons. Ugh, you're out. He did. He got canned. It was bad. And then Mario Cristobal is struggling in Miami. Miami, Ohio, Florida, Miami, Florida, South Florida. Yeah. He's doing a lot of coke. That that's where the coke is happening. Yeah, anywhere in Florida, but mostly Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so thank you, Dan Lanning, for not abandoning Oregon, even though yet, yet, and yet. like there'd be no better job than Alabama. Yeah, but also it's like. Media, like national media wise, do right. you want to be the guy who's like takes over for Nick Saban? Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. If you're yeah. not winning, 12, you're not undefeated next yeah. year. Like right. you're fucked. You're fucked. They are yeah. on you. Like you go 10 and 2 and they are on you. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was the same thing until Nick Saban mm -hmm. from Bear Bryant. Like, Right. Because that guy's like a fucking god in Alabama. Right. Yeah, they like burned through coaches. Right. And it was impossible to be successful because unless you're winning SEC championships, unless you're winning national championships, you're considered a failure. And it's not just the national media. I agree with you about that. But it's also the local media jumps down your throat. Right. And it's fucking insane. Um, anyway, so I'm glad. We'll see what happens next year. We'll see how long Lanning sticks around in Oregon. But I like the guy. I hope he sticks around. Um, I think he's good in his job. Yeah, they, you know... It's a tough coach. It's a tough job to keep the Alabama coaching job. Yeah. Since Bear Bryant. Bear but, Bryant was the coach from 1958 to 1982. Jesus, I didn't know it was that long. 
Um, and he was basically the governor of that state by the time right. he died in night. He like he died. He was like not the governor. He was like the chief justice of the Supreme Court because he died at his job. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> and then from 1982 to 2007, when Nick Saban took over, there were uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight coaches. Wow. Eight coaches in 20 years, 23 years. Right. So two years. Yeah. Yeah. Three years per coach. Yeah. And one guy was the coach for six years. Mm -hmm. Well, that's funny, too. Here's my secondary hot take is that now that Nick Saban has retired from being the coach of the Crimson Tide, how about this? Senator Nick Saban the Alabama. You think he's a Democrat? I think he's a Democrat. I totally like secretly secret Democrat. I think he's a secret Democrat. And that he the only way Alabama will get a Democratic senator, except for that one time when the other guy was a child molester. Right? Remember that? When the Republican yeah. candidate during the campaign was like you molested a bunch of children. Oh, right, right. So the Repu the Democrat actually, I mean, the Republican, uh, it was Roy Moore, somebody else. I forget who. Anyway, that's what I think Nick Saban should do next, because I do think he's a Democrat. Well, I wonder where he's from. I guess I was just on this Wikipedia. Akron, Ohio, I think. Really? I think so. See, I don't know that he... Uh, I know he used to coach at Akron. No, I don't know. If he... Toledo, he was a coach at. Toledo. defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns also. Where was he born? Where was he born, though? Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Oh, no, sorry. West Virginia. Ooh, West Virginia. And he went to Kent State. Yeah, that's in Ohio. He's he's really like he's a West Virginia, Ohio guy, Appalachia. He's an Alabama guy. Oh sure, yeah. But you know, his roots. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Born in West Virginia. Um, I want to give a shout out. We had a shit ton of listens last week, Sam, to oh, our um, episode of the new year. So I want to thank everybody who listened to that. Um, Boardman, Montana, San Jose, California, Trumansburg, New York. SoundCloud has like changed how they portray things. So it's hard for me to see it. Um, Dublin, Ireland, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Portland, Oregon, Muhammad, Illinois, Decatur, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, Tokyo, Japan, New York City, Athens. Thank you very much for listening. Please continue to do so. You can um, follow us on all your social media applications, Twitter, aka X, TikTok, uh, Blue Sky, Threads. I, I still haven't gotten an our Threads account yet. Oh, no. Yeah, maybe the login. Oh, no, yeah. you have it already. Send it to me again. See if I can figure that out. Um, 
But wait, I, uh, what? What did you just figure out? 2022, Saban co-signed a letter directed at Senator Joe Manchin, voicing support for the passage of the Freedom to Vote Act. Yeah. While including a fo- footnote that he does not support the removal of the filibuster in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Saban and Manchin grew up together in West Virginia. Yeah, I think he's a Democrat. Well, I don't know. Do you think Manchin is a Democrat? No. And like Saban, you know, I do not support the removal of the filibuster. Fine. But that was to protect voting rights, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not popular amongst two-thirds of Alabama, but it's very right. popular amongst 98% of the football players for the yeah. Alabama Crimson Tide. And you know who Nick Saban has just spent the last 23 years of his life hanging out with? The football players for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah. 2007 he started. Okay, so. 16, 17 years. Sorry. 17 years. Yeah. And their parents and their grandparents right. and aunts. And, and all of the, like, Alabama boosters. Sure, but see, that's my thing. I think he doesn't care about the Alabama boosters. No, I'm just saying he knows where the money is. Yeah, he does know where the money Yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah. Because, you know, you think that the Alabama boosters and the, like, donors for political parties in the state of Alabama, you look at that Venn diagram and it is a single circle. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Actually, probably there's some uh, Auburn boosters. Yeah, but it's all Republican. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) They're rich and they're from Alabama. Like... (laughs) Double whammy. Yeah, no, that's true. I just aren't a lot of Hillary. There aren't a lot of Hillary donors on that list. Exactly. Exactly. Except for Nick Saban, and he did it. Except for Nick Saban, secretly. Secretly, yeah. Yeah. Nick Saban. But he's no joke. One of the most successful, if not the most successful, college football coach of all time, right? Oh, for sure. And I always rooted against his teams, but I liked him as a coach. Right. Like, he was really good. I liked his media presence. Like, you know Dabo Sweeney, the uh, coach with Clemson? No. Okay. I don't don't follow college football. He's the coach with Clemson, and they've been kind of Alabama's, you know, rival for the last four to six years. Well, yeah, but just in terms of, like, in the national championship, there were three right. consecutive years and maybe four out of five years where it was Alabama versus Clemson in the final. And Alabama won all but one or something? Uh, yeah, like, that. yeah. Three out of four, two out of three. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Anyway, but he's, like, super into the media, super into Jesus, Super into like, like what I like about Nick Saban is the media is always like, what'd you think about this? Like, give us the narrative so that we can pump this up. You know, ESPN, give us the narrative 
so we can pump this up and turn it into a media cycle on the right. Pat McAfee show. And he's like, trans rights are human rights. And he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and also, and he's like, run the ball. Like, well, we were better than they were today. You know, like. Right. <laughs> like, they were better than us today. Yeah. He was really good at just like deflating the entire media apparatus around it, which I really it's called Belichicking, I think. There he I think he works under Belichick. They're pals. They're pals, yeah. No, I I one hundred percent agree with that, and I don't think it's an accident. I think he wrote Wikipedia. They're they are pals. Mm -hmm. They're both they're both like Croatian Americans and like all about it apparently. Also, well, he, they a devout Catholic, so sure. So is Joe Biden, right? Uh, and Joe Biden's from Delaware, which is not far from West Virginia. Joe Biden's from Pennsylvania, I think. Scranton. He was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah, but he represented Delaware as a senator, right? Yeah. Um, I want to say Sabin was Belichick's defensive coordinator. Can you no, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe in in like oh three or oh four for the Patriots. Was he ever on the Patriots staff? No, no. Okay, because he was the head coach of the Dolphins for like a hot second, and I don't. I think he did bad as the head coach for the Dolphins. terribly. Yeah. Which is fascinating to me. Uh, let's see. He was defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns, 91 to 94. That could have been Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was a – he was the coach of the Cleveland Browns at some point, I think. Really? Oh, I think so. Cleveland Browns head coach, ninety-one to ninety-five. So, oh, yeah, wow. Nick Saban was Bill Belichick's defensive coordinator. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. When Belichick was the coach of the Browns, Nick, and that must have been like a really bad football team. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> like the worst NFL team of recent history, probably had. Bill Belichick as head coach and Nick Saban as defensive coordinator. I know. They I suck. Know. <laughs> Cleveland Browns 5 and 11 in 95. Yeah. That actually makes sense to me. Um, all right, we got to move on. Um, I did watch the national championship game when the Michigan Wolverines defeated the Washington Huskies 34 to 13. Right. Shout out to Thomas. Sorry, Thomas. Um, and the way I describe this game, I won't talk about it for very long because other folks have talked about it. But the way I describe it was it was like a watching a roller coaster, but the least fun roller coaster you can imagine. Right. Because it's one of those roller coasters that goes down very slowly and then has a big flat spot in the middle 
and then goes down very slowly again, and then is over. Right. That's what that game. But everyone's is. screaming like they're going upside down. But yeah, exactly. The first third of the game was Michigan dominating and kicking Washington's ass. Uh huh. And then the they went middle, up two touchdowns like really quickly. Right? Really quickly, yeah. They were up seventeen to three. Uh, either by the end of the first quarter, like in the first play of the second quarter. And then the middle section of the game was, oh, is Washington going to make this actually a game? They got back within a touchdown twice. They were down 17 to 10 at halftime and then down 20 to 13 at the end of the third quarter. And then the last third of the game is, nope, Michigan's going to kick their ass again. And Michigan ends up winning 34 to 13. So it wasn't the worst football game I've ever watched, but it was pretty bad. Right. And I think it follows in the footsteps of college football playoffs where you have two semifinals that are exciting and kind of full of action. And then you have like a blowout, disappointing final match, final game. Right. Because it wasn't really close the whole time, although it kind of felt like it was going to be. It felt like it, like what? Like it was a seven point game for about the, the last half of the third quarter and the first half of the fourth quarter. But Washington couldn't get anything going. Like Michigan's defense, excuse me. Michigan's defense had Washington locked down. And Washington just couldn't do anything. Which was really disappointing because Washington throughout the season has had one of the most explosive offenses, offenses, especially passing offenses in the country. Right, but that's because they're quarterback's like 28 years old. Yep, yep, yep. He's like a, a six-year senior. Six-year senior. Michael and Peter. that means that he was a one-year freshman, a one-year sophomore, a one-year junior, and then six years as a senior. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> I love him. I hope he has a great career. I think like uh, Michael Penix Jr., I would take him over Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, any day of the year, any day of the week. Definitely. Really? Because he's so old. I mean, like sure. He's already, he's already on the like backside of his career peak. He's at know? the peak of his career. He's, you know what currently, he's currently at his physical peak. He's 28 years old. <laughs> And it's just got to hurt so bad for him because he got fucking owned by a bunch of 19-year-olds. You know what I mean? The other thing is he's had a – like, you. first of all, he got – something went wrong with him in that game. And, and by the fourth quarter, every after every play, he was holding his rib. Right. Yeah, he was hurt bad. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get older. Things just – Sometimes it just hurts, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I woke up and 
got out of bed. Now my knee hurts for some reason, you know? Right, yeah. Welcome to your 30s. Yeah. College senior. (laughs) Yeah, that guy that can play football, college football either. Yeah. Phoenix? Phoenix. Very unfortunate name. Mikey P. Mike B. <laughs> Mikey P. Mike Mike Dick. I like yeah. that. Really, like really it. unfortunate name. Um, okay, we got a couple other topics on tap. Do you want to talk about the Dodgers anymore? Sure. Yeah. Tell us you probably it. touch baseball at least. Since we're ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ostensibly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the details of the contract right now. I'll Google it. Teosco Hernandez to the Dodgers. Uh, how do you feel about this? I, I like him. I like Hernandez a lot. Um, so here's the way I think about this. <clears throat> the Red Sox were supposedly in hard on Teoscar Hernandez. That was one, the scuttle. One year, $23 million. Right. That was the scuttlebutt on X, was that the Red Sox were like aggressively pursuing Teoscar Hernandez. And I think that the, um, I think that like it came out that they were offering him two years, $28 million. And he turned down the, for the one year deal with the Dodgers, mm-hmm. which, <clears throat> Uh, you know, my brother Zach is like was really high on Teoscar Hernandez and um, was pretty upset when he didn't sign with the Red Sox. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of feelings on the internet that the Red Sox, the free agents, are avoiding the Red Sox, which may or may not be true. Sure, I don't feel bad about not getting Teoscar Hernandez. Mm. He used to play for the Blue Jays, and I know that he like had a lot of success at Fenway Park in his career, but I never, I always thought that he was kind of like a second-tier slugger. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I don't know if um, he's a $23 million man, but he's not bad. You know, I think that probably the He's been pretty consistent in his career. So I think that probably the the Dodgers will get their money's worth. But I don't, you know, like I I wasn't upset. I wasn't excited by the prospect of the Red Sox signing Teoscar Hernandez. And I was not disappointed when they did not sign Teoscar Hernandez. Right. Um, and, you know, I feel like I don't know. I mean, I don't really know much about the Dodgers other than Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Shohei Otani and the new Japanese guy and Yamamoto. Yamamoto and yeah. uh, Max Muncy, right? Right. Like, like, I don't know if he's a righty or a lefty or switch right. hitter, like. I don't. I don't know much about the Dodgers. I don't give a shit about the Dodgers. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that he probably is 
gonna help the Dodgers, but I don't know. I don't like. I don't have strong feelings about it. I guess. I guess my question is: Are the Dodgers just vacuuming guys up out of spite? Like, do the Dodgers actually need like a tier two power hitter for right right field? I think. You know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, know. they probably needed like a righty power bat, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because, you know, Freddie Freeman's a lefty. I know that. I And I know Mookie Betts is a righty. Uh-huh. Um, but, I, you know, the reason the Red Sox were going after them is like we have a very lefty, heavy lineup. And our right-handed hitters are not like huge home run threats. So it's like we need a guy to kind of be the right-handed guy that like disrupts the inning for the left-handed starter. You know what I mean? And that's like what Teoscar Hernandez is. Yeah. So now they're talking about Jorge Solar. But the thing is, is like Red Sox just need starting pitching. And then we can worry about other shit, I think. And they haven't gotten any starting pitching. Nobody. Well, yeah. no. Giolito. Giolito. And they shipped off Chris Sale. Right. Yeah. Who you picked last week to be the NL Cy Young Award winner for this upcoming right. season. And Von Grisham, not a rookie. I picked him oh, to be a rookie, not- rookie of the year, but he's not actually going to be a rookie this year, so. Well, I think he's going to have a really good year. And yeah, I think Chris Sale's going to have a good year. I hope so. I mean, I wish Chris Sale the best. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to do well in... Well, we don't have to talk about this. I just think he's going to do well in... You know, he'll be like the number four starter in Atlanta. In Atlanta, yeah, yeah. And there's going to be like very little pressure on him and they're going to be able to rest him and like... yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. like, I mean, not Kershaw and the Dodgers. Who else have we seen that with? Where uh, uh, Ace goes to a place where he doesn't have to be the Ace anymore. Right. He kind of finds his place. Yeah. In- uh, Gaussman with the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Robbie Ray with. Robbie Ray, that's a good one. Yeah, with the with the Blue Jays, is that where he won his Cyan? Yeah. Tight pants. Uh, e. Yeah, her name Teosco is a righty righty. He's thirty. Yeah, he's a righty. Old. Thirty-five. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Right. Uh, his best season was. 2021, his only all-star season with the Blue Jays. He hit 32 home runs. Right. But he like, whatever, 29. He hit like 30 home runs last year, something like 26. that. 26. Yeah. 26. Yeah. 26. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, yeah. I don't know. The Red Sox. <laughs> Red Sox fans on the internet are not in any way as pathetic as the San Francisco Giants. Giants (laughs) Is it with you and like just laughing at Giants fans on Reddit? 
It's been a while. Like, I think that somehow I just got caught up in the algorithm in, on Reddit, and it's just been. <laughs> I'm just seeing a lot of their posts, you know what I mean? <laughs> <sighs> but it's just so funny. And, you know, Red Sox fans, I think it's, you know, I think it's a similar, uh, I think it's a similar reason that there's, I think there's a similar, like, a lot of recent success, a lot of recent, like, yeah. Well, actually, the Giants haven't even had recent not success the way the Red Sox have, but it's just like, um, but I think it's like, you know, there's a certain, you know, there's a lot of Red Sox fans that were born in the late 90s and have never really known the Red Sox to not be successful. Right. So it's like, um, oh God, what's going to happen now? <laughs> right, exactly. And they're on the internet, like screaming about boycotts and shit. And it's, it's pretty funny because they're pretty up in arms about it. And it's like, oh, well, you don't have to care that much. It's like well, you go to you go to the ballpark once or twice a year. It's not like. Well, wow. Well, yeah, wow. Exactly. How do I like yeah. baseball? And I'm, I mean, I know there are assholes in every fan base, in every sport. But one thing I do like about baseball is. Fuck, my team, the Chicago White Sox, they're going to lose 100 games this year. And it's like, fucking relax. Like, go to a cheap baseball game that no one else is at and sit in the sunshine and eat some hot dogs and drink some beers or watch your team lose 9-2 to to Kansas City. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I I understand. Like, I think that... Fenway is like the most expensive ballpark generally in the league. Like there's a lot of different. Yeah. Yankee Stadium or Fenway. Yeah. I think Wrigley. Or Dodger Stadium. Dodger's really expensive. Um, So like, you know, I get it. And like, I think that the owners of the Red Sox are so rich and in large part because of the success of the Red Sox. So them like skimping on spending money on the Red Sox is pretty upsetting, but um, especially like when you have a good thing going, you kind of got to feed into it, which they haven't been doing. So that's upsetting. Um, But like at the end of the day, I'm not going to like let it ruin my life. Unlike these people on the internet (laughs) who are, you know, probably younger and don't know, don't remember the the years when the Red Sox were cursed, you know. Right. And it was, and baseball was about curses. That's what makes baseball great. Yeah. But, you know, the Red Sox are close to competing. Yeah, they'll be okay. I don't know. Again, you said this already. I don't think that ownership is going to make the move that you want them to make. And who who's left? Like who who's left? Of the Snell and Montgomery. And I've never been high on Montgomery. Right. And Snell. I'm I'm higher on Snell than most people are. But um, apparently, he turned down a. Five-year, hundred and fifty million dollar offer from the Yankees. So, 
I don't see the Red Sox doing better than that. Right. Well, that um, means Blake Snell has got his head up his own ass because I don't know anyone who's going to give him better than five years, $150 million. Yeah, that's also a rumor. I'm not sure that's true. Okay. Yeah, that's a, it's a rumor on the internet. But the yeah. thing is, is like, I feel like, you know, the Red Sox have a lot of young pitchers who are like, not that great, but have good stuff. And then we have one pitcher who's young and could be for real. Brian Bale, fellow Can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but he could be the fucking real thing. But I just feel like if we could get somebody, two-time Cy Young Award winning Blake Snell to like come in he doesn't even have to be that good. He just has to like be the guy who can, you know, who's like Chris Sale should have been that guy, except for he's like a crazy person, a fucking insane person who was hurt and probably like working yeah. on his fan boat that he was building in his garage the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. No, I like Chris Sale. Chris Sale is really good at baseball. He's a yeah. Chris Sale is a fuck. And not the yeah. fuck. Zach Granke, also a psychopath, but he's like a fun psychopath. Um, a- yeah. Like yeah. we should we should have hung on to Nate Evaldi, I think. We should have like probably given him we should have you know, he's not getting paid that much and like that he's had a lot of success and he's had a lot of not success but he's a fucking workhorse I don't know maybe Giolito can do it but you know I don't know Giolito is a fun guy but he's not he's not that ace you know yeah we need a leader that's the thing exactly exactly yeah (laughs) I'm not sure it's Giolito alright yeah. All right, we should uh, wrap this up. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, here's my hot take to, to end. Here's my hot take, Sam. Okay. I don't think Dylan Cease is going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, which is a huge... Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm probably wrong, but he, he they they avoided arbitration with him today and he signed a one year eight million dollar extension with the white Sox. uh-huh and so uh, maybe i'm completely wrong about that but I-, I think that means they're not planning on trading it or they are now trading him with him going through arbitration why would that be see that was what i was trying to figure out because then you don't have to trade for him and then go through arbitration. Somebody else does. No, you now know how much he's getting paid this year. If you're the team who's getting him. Gotcha. Okay, so it's settled. Right. And you don't have to negotiate that. Okay. Right. Uh, well, and, and it's like you don't have to wonder if you're going to have to pay him. $8 million or $10 million or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I do. Like it might be easier to trade him with 
a defined payroll for this okay. year. All right. I'm still I'm still making my secondary hot take that this okay. is going to stay with the White Sox. Right, which is going to be a huge, which is going to like hamstring your future. <laughs> Why? Well, just because they could get so much more for him right now than they're going to get for him at the trade deadline or next offseason. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do you think they should unload him now? Right. I, yeah. Or maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe at the trade deadline. Maybe they can get more from him. Maybe they think they can get more for him at the trade deadline. Huh. From the Dodgers, maybe? Right. Yeah. It'd be the dot or the Red Sox. But well, the, Red Sox, the Red Sox are going to be buying at the trade deadline. The Red Sox need him now. Right. Yeah. Okay. If the Red Sox don't add, if the Red Sox don't get better at starting and deeper at the starting pitching, like all the guys we have now really should be starting pitching depth and not like frontline starting pitching, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be Dylan Cease. Right. Yeah. He could be our ace. You could just have the White Sox 2018 pitching staff. Right. Hmm. Well, your two best guys. Yeah. Lance Lynn, he's out. Dallas Keuchel, he's out. Don't want either of those guys. No, those guys are chilling in Margaritaville today, I think. Right. Yeah, as they should be. Um, Okay. So, Sam, I made some pork chops tonight, and I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, they're okay. I'm disappointed in myself because they were boneless, and I baked them, and they're like a little dry and flaky. And what could I have done? I cooked them at 350 degrees, 20 minutes on the side. What did I do wrong here? I overcooked them. Yeah. How long should I have cooked them for? I don't know. If you cooked them at like 450 degrees for like eight minutes on each side. Okay. So like 16, like 15 or 16 minutes total. Yeah. Okay. At a high temperature. At a high temperature. Also, you could like, I mean, you work today, so you probably didn't have too much time. But if you like took them out of the fridge and put salt on them, and mm-hmm. then cooked them like an hour later, mm-hmm. then they would be less dry. Why? A uh, couple reasons. One, meat cooks better if it has a shorter distance to go temperature-wise. So you want to bring the meat up to room temperature. To room temperature, right. And then salt also... Uh, the like way that salt operates is like salt absorbs water uh-huh. um, and also is absorbed by water. It's like a sure. two-way thing. So if you like salt a piece of meat and then immediately throw it on the grill, uh, salt's on the outside and you get 
salt and you still get the salt flavor. But if you salt something ahead of time, um, the salt gets drawn into the interior of the meat. And then you have salt on the inside of your meat, which retains moisture that otherwise would come out in the cooking process. Understood. Which is why, which is why okay. you like brine your Thanksgiving turkey right. overnight before you roast it or whatever. Okay. Same so deal. If I got a pack of pork chops, uh-huh. and so the night before I want to cook them, uh-huh. what I I put them in a, a Ziploc bag uh-huh. with salt. Do I want to put mm-hmm. my spices in that Ziploc bag? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had I had cumin, I had paprika, I had sure. salt, I had pepper, I had thyme, uh-huh. and I had chili peppers. Okay. Anything else I need? Lemon? I did. I, you yeah. said garlic. I didn't add any garlic because I was lazy. Yeah, yeah I just crushed a couple garlic cloves in there. Also, if you're like going overnight, you might um, use fresh thyme. Ooh, okay. Like fresh, fresh herbs. Yeah. <clears throat> but here's the thing, though: if you're doing pork chops, I wouldn't necessarily salt them overnight. Why not? Like that would be like for a bigger chunk of meat. Okay, but you were just talking about how salt can keep moisture. Uh-huh. But if it's pork chops, a thin-cut pork chop, is that going to keep the moisture in in the same sense? Yeah, but it, it won't take as long. Okay. So there's, like, even over, like, things that stay, like, things that stay in the brine for too long, the texture is going to change. And that's why, like, roast pork and ham have different textures. And, yeah. like... When you're not eating ham, you don't necessarily want the piece of meat that you're eating to have the texture of ham. And when you're dealing with a really thin piece of meat, what's that? That would be weird. It's weird. It's weird. Like you don't don't recognize it necessarily. Right. Or bologna. Um, Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the bologna is like a ground meat situation. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you don't want other meats to have the ham texture. Right. Yeah. Um, so you you would, you would, you know, if you want to marinate your pork chops overnight, that's good. But I still wouldn't add the salt until... You cook them. No, until an hour before you cook them. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. hour before you cook them, in a Ziploc bag, add salt? Yeah. Do I want any liquid in that Ziploc baggie? Do I want water? Do I want stock? Do I? No, I mean, no. You don't need it. Not for a pork chop. Not for a pork chop. No. And then frying pan? Yeah, frying pan, or you could do it in the oven. Yeah. That's what I do. Usually I do them in a frying pan, and I think I'm better at that. But I, I don't have time for cooking eight pork chops because I had eight pork chops so I, right I did in the oven yeah and they're fine they're fine also they're... like thinner piece of meat pork chop yeah. you know steak yeah. hamburger like if you cook it in the oven by the time you get the like desired crust or color or whatever on the outside the inside's gonna be like cooked to shit because it's yeah that's you know, a... it doesn't 
it doesn't, you know, pork chop. I don't know how thick your pork chops are, but you know, whatever. It's like three things. Yeah. Yeah. Three minutes on each side or whatever at high heat. You're you're cooked through, but mm. you're 20 minutes on each side in the oven, you're gonna be way way well done. Yeah. These really should have been frying pan pork chops. That's okay. Right. I mean, I ate two of them for dinner. I mean, yeah. They were edible, they were fine. And <clears throat> It was just like, uh, it's kind of like a little cardboardy. Yeah, get, get like some good applesauce. You know what I mean? Like fried oh. pork chop with some applesauce is not so bad. Applesauce, yeah. sour cream, sour not so bad. Sauce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, or you make it into a pork chop sandwich. You know? That was my plan, actually. Yeah. Pork chop sandwiches. Yeah. And that's fine because then you have other things. Yeah, mayonnaise, uh, mayonnaise, ooh. lettuce, exactly. whatever. Exactly. Celery. Oh, I got pickles. Pickles might be good. Yeah, pickles are good. Yeah. Pickles on a pork chop sandwich? Not bad. Not bad? Yeah. Yeah. I get good bread, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know what I'm going to be cooking next week. I, I That was my big adventure for this week, and I kind of fucked it up. Uh, but I'm going to keep trying, trying some different things. Oh, um... Fuck, ground sausage. I want to do something fun with ground sausage next week. I think right. that uh, we got to get you on the whole roasted chicken into chicken soup rotation. I keep, okay, yes, let us do that because yeah. I'm really good at the whole chicken. I'm really bad yeah. at saving the parts because I'm like, I don't want, like, dead chicken bits in my fridge and then I just throw them away. I've done this because I'm a gross person. I've done this like three times where I'm like, oh, I'm going to make chicken stock. And then I put all the chicken bones like in a Ziploc or not a Ziploc, a Tupperware in my mm-hmm. fridge. And then like six weeks later, I'm like, I should probably throw that away. <laughs> yeah. It's got. I mean, it's got to be a sequential. Like, oh. <laughs> it's got to be one right directly into the other. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board because I love my whole roast chicken. I think I make. Everybody thinks this. I think I make the best whole roast chicken of anyone in town. I made one on Sunday. It was so good. I got crispy bits, I got greasy bits, I got dark meat, I got light meat. They're both cooked correctly. Yeah. Uh, so good. You're more than halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, so good. I do love chicken. I'm a big chicken fan. Yeah. I love soup. I'm a big soup guy. Okay. All right. So I made, I made a minestrone soup the other day. Oh, was it? And I was just like, we had like a bunch of chickpeas. Yeah. I was like, I got to use some of these chickpeas. They're just like taking up space in my cupboard. And I was like, okay. And we had some like, you know, Michelle and I eat like three quarters of a pound of pasta between the two of us in like a pasta meal. You know what I mean? So then we end up with like all of these bags of like one quarter of one kind of pasta. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
<laughs> and so we had, I was like, okay, I got to use some of these chickpeas. I got to use some of these like quarter bags of pasta. <laughs> and five. I have five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and I made this minestrone soup and it was so fucking good. And I remember, I like never make minestrone, minestrone soup because I, like, we used to eat it out of a can when I was a kid and I hated it. And I was like obsessed with tomato soup. And so when it was, right, out of a can. Yeah. And so when it was like a can of soup that was not tomato soup, I was like angry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I, appreciated those cans of minestrone soup because they were probably really good and i was just pissed that they were not tomato, tomato, soup. Yeah. tomato soup yeah yeah exactly yeah that's for sure so, but it's like soup is it it's like soup's a good one because it's like oh i got a bunch of shit in my cupboard and then like can of chicken stock and then it's like oh i'm a hot delicious dinner you know right yeah okay all right all right so uh within the next four weeks we'll do uh we gotta plan this out somehow around your work schedule because like yeah. like you know sundays are kind of my chicken my roast chicken day yeah what we got to do is like a video podcast yes where you're doing the cooking and I'm just yelling at me what to over do. over Zoom, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I like that. We'll figure that out. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dub of the of ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, you can follow us on all your social media applications on finger quote X. Let's all do X together. Yeah. Uh, Ump Dump 2005 on TikTok, Dump on the Ump on Instagram, Dump on the Ump. X, this is also the year. X and ESPN are going down this year. X is going down so hard. I know. Yeah. Uh, we're on Blue Sky, we're on Mastodon, we're on Threads, we're on all the once X. <laughs> Once X does that, find us on on the you know survival social media yeah. uh, <laughs> For those of you who had no idea what just happened, Joel was making a bunch of like destruction hand motions while he was. I think they understand. I think everybody understands that that sound. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Is that better? Yeah, it's better. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been Dump on the Up. For Sam, my name is Joel. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow.